Hey, what's going on, everybody? Welcome to the Sunday edition of the Humanity Matters Show. I am your host, Dr. Philip Fletcher. Glad you could join me either live or on the recording or over on anchor.fm where the podcast will be as we discuss faith and philosophy, nonprofit and leadership and social issues. We want to engage and ideas, and what it means to be a free human being, and what it means for a free human being to flourish in our society. So I'm glad that you are able to join uh, me on tonight, whether that's for the whole show or for a segment. We're going, as usual, talk about a couple of different things, three to four segments. Um, We're talking about DC movies, Kamala Harris, Conway News, and then respond to John Stewart. John Stewart is got a show on uh, Apple TV, and we're going to respond to some of the things that he said. So before we get started, the usual shebang. If you want to connect with me on any of the social media outlets, you see them right there. I would appreciate a connect. If you go to my website, philipfletcher.org, you'll see a little screen pop up. Make sure to put your name and email address. I send out a newsletter, uh, a weekly one, and then a bigger quarterly uh, one. And it's love to connect with you so that you can keep up what is going on in regards to um, leadership, stuff I do, nonprofit work, and uh, just general content. So appreciate the connect. Um, If you're on, go to YouTube, please subscribe. I would greatly appreciate that. If you go to anchor.fm or Google, or iTunes, wherever you get your podcast content, please subscribe. Please leave a review. I would appreciate it very much. I always get a lot of people say, oh, I love your stuff, right? Great. Now, please like it, subscribe, share it. Even now, share this video, tag somebody, somebody who you may not agree with, right? Let's have a conversation. Greatly appreciate that. Anyways, um, hey, Patreon. This is a great way for you to support the work that I'm doing for as little as $5. You can go to Patreon and look up my name, Philip Fletcher, and subscribe. And there's some content that goes out there, some written stuff, some uh, podcast type stuff, and some videos that you're not going to find here on Facebook, over on YouTube, or over on my podcast channels. Just some, some more unique stuff dive a little bit deeper on some of the things that I like to talk about, which leads me to my nonprofit. Hey, coming up in November, right? November, go to this website right here. All right. Consider purchasing tickets, uca.universitytickets.com. We've got a fundraiser, Night of Comedy, Bob Smiley. All right. And that's going to be on uh, Wednesday, uh, November 10th. All right, day before Veterans Day. And this fundraiser is going towards raising money for <clears throat> our Hope Village project. If you don't know anything about our Hope Village project, I would encourage you to go to hopevillagecoho.org. And we are working on building 10 small homes to provide housing for individuals who are homeless, uh, families, and for veterans here in Conway. That's right trying to provide a different solution to address uh, homelessness here in the city of Conway in the county of Faulkner County. This is your opportunity to get involved. This is your opportunity to love your neighbor in some small way. And uh, we're halfway there in raising funds. I'm trying to hit $1.2 million and just over $600,000. So go to this comedy show. It's Wednesday. Buy tickets again. Uh, You can go to UCA. Um, look at Reynolds Performance Hall. You can buy tickets, 15 bucks. Family friendly. Bob Smiley is going to be a great night it's on a Wednesday. You know, bring your youth groups. Hey, tearing to a date night. If you're not religious, hey, there's your opportunity to come, right? And have a great time in a great environment. Uh, and Jeff Standridge, uh, he is the leader of Conductor. He's going to be the MC for that event. And he and I will be talking that night and hearing Bob smiling, get some great laughs. And so that is sponsored by Think Coffee and others. So I appreciate them very much. Uh, so from the board of directors of the City of Hope Outreach, the Hope Village uh, Steering Committee, the staff, and most importantly, 
the individuals that we are seeking to help here in Conway regarding homelessness. I just want to say on behalf of all of them, thank you in advance. We're seeking to do a new thing here in Conway, Arkansas, and you can be a part of it. So I appreciate it very much. Hey, on uh, Saturday, October 30th, I will be sitting down with Angela McCardo. She's a chair of the Libertarian Party of Los Angeles County in um, California. So I try to bring on a variety of different people for Humanity Matters one-on-one. And so that's going to be a great opportunity uh, to hear and listen from a woman who is seeking to be politically engaged, especially in California. They got a lot going on. So looking forward to talking to her and hearing uh, what she has got to say. So DC fandom happened, right? DC fandom. So the two things I was excited about, right, was the Batman trailer. All right, uh, Pattinson, it's your turn, bro. It's your turn. So Matt Reeves is the writer and the director uh, for the Batman, a new spin on this uh, coming out of uh, Batman, kind of year one comic book uh, iteration, a younger Batman, him getting started out. And so looking forward to seeing how he engages with the Riddler, with the Penguin, and then Catwoman. So that should be pretty good. That trailer was pretty good. Um, the tagline is catching a lot of fire right now is that when you see that signal, it's not just a call, it's a warning. And I was like, I felt that. I felt that. So being excited to see that. That comes out March 2022. And then uh, The Rock, Dwayne Johnson. Um, I think he was made for Black Adam. If you don't know who Black Adam is, he was the predecessor to Shazam. Um, Shazam is Captain Marvel, a.k.a. Captain Marvel. Uh, Captain Marvel is embodied in this teenager. His name is Billy Batson. And when he says Shazam, lightning comes down and he embodies all of the powers of the Greek gods, right? Well, Black Adam was the predecessor to that. And Dwayne Johnson, uh, he's going to be bringing him to the big screen. So excited to see what that is going to look like. The Rock, can you smell what The Rock is cooking? All right, Rock, let's see what you bring to the table, man. Uh, Aquaman. Um, the Lost Kingdom. Uh, they show some footage from that. Jason Momoa. Also, uh, it's 20th anniversary of Smallville. Who remembers Smallville? Like, that was a great 10-year run. I remember Smallville, Tom Welling, Erica Durantz, and others. Michael Rosenbaum. To me, the definitive Lex Luthor is Michael Rosenbaum. I wish he would be on the big screen, but nonetheless, that is what that is. Uh, what else did they cover in DC fandom? Uh, they released some uh, McFarlane uh, collectibles. Now, if you see behind me, I like collecting uh, collectibles. Right now, I got the DC up. It's going to switch out soon for Marvel. But uh, McFarlane, he puts out some great collectible action figures. And they just released the three Jokers. So got those on order. And I commented on Facebook, like, McFarlane's going to take all my money. Oh, my gosh. Uh, what else? Oh, Dune is coming out this Friday. Who's going to check that out? Now, I remember as a kid when the first Dune came out, and I was like, eh, didn't get it. But this remake of Dune should be pretty good. So looking forward to it. I know Dune is not DC, so keep up with me, right? The other thing, I'm kind of like, I don't know, is The Eternals. The Eternals comes out November 5th. Um, I, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see. We shall see. But nonetheless, DC fandom came out. And so um, some good stuff. Looking forward to what they are doing. I wish they would just stick to storylines and not try to use comic books as propaganda pieces. If you don't know what I'm referring to, Jonathan Kent. That's all I'm going to say. That's all I'm going to say. So I wish they wouldn't do that. So that's segment one, DC fandom. Hey, again, thank you for joining me. Humanity Matters Show. Connect with me on my social media. I would greatly appreciate that. As we get into the second segment, if you live in Conway, Conway News, Conway. So my show, I live here in Conway, Arkansas. Conway, Arkansas sits about 30 minutes from Little Rock. 
All right, Conway is seeking to be like that, <laughs> that print, that jewel in central Arkansas, right? Trying to do some new things, some unique things. We are the city of roundabouts. We got donuts everywhere, everywhere. Thank you, Tab Townsville. Appreciate you, my friend. Appreciate you. Shout out to you, Tab. Shout out to you. Hope you're doing well. Nonetheless, so uh, it was put out earlier this week, and I am on uh, Facebook right now, Conway, Arkansas City of Colleges page, and they put up their, here's your chance to comment on art. Art. So we got roundabouts, right? Now, art. And this is part of a master plan from the Conway Public Art Master Plan. Now, hey, citizens want to get involved. Citizens want to get involved and put different types of artwork around the city. We've got murals up done by the awesome Jessica Jones. Hey, Jessica, congratulations on getting married. Uh, Jessica does great artwork. If you have not seen any of Jessica Jones' artwork, just walk downtown. You see that uh, if you head downtown, he has this big blue wall, this big, beautiful butterfly. Jessica Jones did that. If you go by Sadeo Coffee, Jessica Jones did that. Jessica also did uh, the mural for my nonprofit's market. All right. So Jessica Jones has put her stamp on Conway about putting up murals, beautiful things. Uh, but also we've got statues of little kids downtown. It looks like they're running out in the street. I don't know why they're not turned away from the street, but nonetheless, we've got those. And now some artwork going in these roundabouts. Interesting. So I was on the Facebook page, right? And you can also read um, on the cabin, Law Cabin, the city of Conway seeking pub input from community on public art. So if you're not locked in, here's your opportunity. You can go complete a survey um, to give your input. You may like it. You may not like it. If you like it, you may have certain types of art that you want to see around the city. If you don't like it, this is your opportunity as well to say, hey, what are we doing, right? <clears throat> Nonetheless, Jordan Woodson, Woodson, he published this October 16th, 2021. All right, the city of Conway has started a survey asking members of the public in and around Conway to voice their opinions on the public art needs for the community for the development of the Conway Public Art Master Plan. The article continues. The Conway City Council approved $50,000 earlier this year to team up with Designing Local, a women-owned business that is, quote, dedicated to helping communities connect people to place through culture, close quote. Continuing on in the article, the Conway Public Master's plan is goal is to increase the social, economic, and cultural values of the city. Okay. All right. I can understand the cultural. I don't understand how art improves the economic, but let's keep going. All right. So the continuing on, this is a quote. Uh, let's see here. I don't know who this quote is referenced. Oh, the plan's website. So the Conway Public Mas Art Master Plan will help integrate and unite our city together through defining and projecting our values and unique qualities to the immediate region and the world beyond our borders, the plan's website says. Pause. All right. So what are our city's values? Just checking. What are those values? So the art should reflect our values. So I'm an organizational guy. So what are the values of Conway? And not just what are the values of Conway, who does Conway value? The third question I would ask is, um, how is the presence of a particular piece of artwork going to speak to, I think you should always start at the bottom, the homeless individual. And then the person who is in a poverty situation. And then someone who is a student. And then someone who is single, someone who is middle class, got a family, upper class, you know, Round Mountain, West Conway, so on and so forth. So something to think about, all right? How do we value each one of those individuals? Are, are each one of those individuals, because they're residents of Conway, right? How will they be represented in this art? 
something to ask. So the article goes on, quote, our plan will create a roadmap for how we strategically enhance and activate our community's public realm with public art in a way that celebrates Conway's spirit and artistic expressions. It goes on. Citizens, the article goes on, excuse me. Citizens that want their voices to be heard about the public art in the city can fill out a survey created by the city that asks the public questions such as, quote, what is unique about Conway? And, quote, how can public art serve Conway in the future? Close quote. The survey can be accessed on the city of Conway's Facebook page. That's where I'm at right now. So just go there. You can, the survey monkey link is right there for you to fill out. All right. You like it. You don't like it. Respond. All right. Throughout the month, the city will be in information gathering and research mode, which this survey is a part of. Next month's focus will be community engagement, while the community presentation of the final public art master plan won't be until July 2022. And that is filed by Jordan Woodson, October 16th, thecabin.net. So you can go on to Conway, Arkansas City of Colleges Facebook page. There is a link, a yellow thumb, boom, with the Survey Monkey link. Go complete it. Now, some interesting comments here, right? People are asking, hey, can we, if we do this art, what about local artists? Like I mentioned, to Jessica Jones, right? Can we pay local artists? I think that's a good thing to ask. Let's not farm it out to somebody else, but it would be good use of taxpayer money that was contributed by Conway citizens, that Conway citizens be the ones that create the possible art. Just something to think about, right? So also in the comment section, um, people commented on the little red puzzle piece, I guess. Um, I can't figure out, I can't remember where that red puzzle piece is at, but located in Conway, some people like it. Others don't. Someone asked what happened to the Veterans Memorial that was announced about three years ago. Oh, okay. Something to think about. Uh, somebody asked about um, how it's funded. Uh, David said, for your information, the Public Art Board and this master plan are funded by one of the voluntary taxes collected by the county for the city of Conway. Okay, so somebody went to the quorum court and asked, hey, can we create a voluntary tax, right? And when you're supposed to go pay your taxes this past Friday to the county, whole different discussion, you could check on a box. Want to go to the art thing, right? So it's not a mandatory thing. I love voluntary taxes. All tips and purposes, I think all taxes should be voluntary. But anyways, this is a good example of a voluntary tax. So that's how this money is going to be spent from voluntary taxes. All right. Uh, let me see. So somebody asked about the maintenance of the art and uh, somebody responded, that kind of info is useful on an item like this. The voluntary tax takes care of maintenance if needed. Okay, so the maintenance, so the, 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 the creation of the art, installation, all of that is covered through the voluntary taxes. All right? A uh, council member is answering these questions. So I appreciate uh, David Grimes, who's one of the council members who was asking these questions on this page, all right? Uh, others um, applauded, you know, the statues. Uh, someone asked, why are we not helping out families? Well, the voluntary tax is designated to the art, so it can't go towards, you know, other things. And so what would have to happen is, is that, some people would have to get together, right, and petition the quorum court, you know, get a JP of yours to help get the possible help get before the quorum court the possibility of a voluntary tax uh, that could be produced to help out families in a particular city. Okay, uh, just some helpful information. Others are excited about we're getting more public art. Um, and someone said we're all better for it, close quote. All right. Someone said that art is provocative. Yes, art can be provocative. Remember that. It can be. And remember, it's public art. All right. So talking about that. Next. So that's the art. Next, 
Spencer Hawks <clears throat> has declared to run for the open Senate seat. All right. So uh, full transparency, uh, Spencer Hawks used to be on my board. All right. And then he was on my staff at one time. And he is currently my state representative for where I live at. And so uh, it was announced uh, on October 16th. And the headline is Hawks declares run for open state Senate seat. And this is the seat that is currently being held by state Senator Jason Rapert, who is running to, for the Republican nomination of lieutenant governor. Got all that right. All right. So. Hawks is running for the seat. And so the article says this state representative Spencer Hawks declared his run uh, for current Senate District 35 this past Friday in front of the Faulkner County Courthouse in the midst of a large group of supporters. Uh, Videos from the event can be found on various social media sites. Hawks is currently in his second term in the state House of Representatives and is vice chair of the Advanced Communications and Information Technology Committee and serves in Republican House leadership. All right. So, so everybody's beginning to, you know, announce, hey, they want to run for this, this. Obviously, we got a lot of people running for governor, a lot of people running for lieutenant governor. Uh, Asa Hutchison, uh, he's term limited. Uh, Tim Griffin, who is the current lieutenant governor, he is running to be attorney general. He at one time was running for governor, but then uh, Sarah Huckabee Sanders threw her hat in the ring. And so he bowed out and chose to run for Leslie Rutch- Let- Rutledge's seat. And Leslie Rutledge, who is their attorney general, she is running for governor. All right. So, you know, these things kind of spiral down. And so if you live in Conway, right, um, so somebody uh, who is running for state Senate is um, Spencer Hawks. And again, Jason Rapert, he is not running for that seat again because he's running for lieutenant governor for the Republican nominee. All right. uh, Spencer Hawks goes on to say, quote, my favorite part of working in the legislature is serving my constituents on a daily basis. Close quote. Hawks said he continues on his quote. Many people run for the General Assembly to run legislation, which is important to me as well. But they are unaware of the needs of the constituents that call my office on a daily basis. People in our community need an advocate, and I'm here to be that for them. Close quote. All right. Goes on to talk about uh, his family, and the article closes, and I quote, I look forward to continuing to serve citizens of Central Arkansas, and I am humbled to have the opportunity to represent them daily. Close quote, he said. So there you go. This is a no form of endorsement. Just reporting what's going on here in good old city of Conway. Did you know about it? So two things, check out Spencer Hawks if you live um, in Senate District 35, right? Or maybe you want to run against him. Hey, it's America, right? So, you know, Democrat, Libertarian, Green, Independent, you know, hey, the more people to run, the better. Let's get the ideas out there. Also, if you live in the city of Conway, there is a... Uh, The city of Conway is seeking input regarding public art. Here's your opportunity to voice your pleasure or displeasure, right? But you can't say you didn't know. All right, good deal. So that goes that. So thank you once again for joining me today on the Humanity Matters show. I am your host, Philip Fletcher, and we have talked about DC fandom, all right, and the goings on in Conway. Okay. And we're about to dig into, um, talk about Kamala Harris. Vice President Kamala Harris. Okay. So a couple of weeks ago, I did a video, just context, about Governor Hochul. She's the governor of New York. And she went into uh, A.R. Bernard's church. Uh, the name skits me right now in Brooklyn and gave this impassioned speech about COVID and vaccines and asked people to be her apostles, right? Mm, Right? Yeah. I get nervous when churches allow politicians up on their stage or in their pulpits. 
I am of the belief that Caesar has no place in the church other than to bow his or her knee to the God of the universe, the Trinitarian God of the universe. I get nervous when I see American flags in churches. I would get nervous if I see American flags, if I went into a mosque, a synagogue, or wherever else. I believe that is sacred space so that individuals can draw nearer to um, whom they worship and also cultivate fellowship with those who share similar beliefs and values. As soon as the church kind of locked, now I'm talking about the Christian church. As soon as the Christian church locks arms with politics, it's about to be a bad way. Now, I've been of the the contention that this is a problem, not just for the right, but also for those on the left. But for some reason, the only time you hear about problems or people have a complaint about, well, one side has a problem with the other side anytime that religion comes into the mix, unless it can serve their purposes. So politics seeks to prostitute religion. And if it can't prostitute it, it will seek to make it impotent. Um, I've said before with Carl Jung, um, he was very insightful in observing that the state really wants to make religion impotent. Why? Because religion posits a counter narrative, a counter authority. In fact, a higher authority than the state. And the state just can't tolerate that. So if it can't get rid of it, it will just make it impotent. All right. And so anytime you see a marriage between religion and the state, you should get nervous. Now, I get nervous when I see a marriage between whether it's the moral majority, Jerry Falwell type that came out of the 80s, or what comes out of the left as well. All right. Think about sojourners and uh, groups like that. They're both doing the exact same thing. Right. Seeking to use the state to get their particular brand of Christianity mm, imposed upon other people. And I just don't see that nowhere in, in, in the Bible. And I definitely don't see that nowhere in the ministry of Jesus. At no point do you see Jesus going like to mm, Herod, Pilate, Caesar, and being like, hey, what can we do together? I, 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 think, I think Jesus called Herod that old fox. And I think he looked straight at Pilate and basically said that I'm the truth. Yeah. So there that is. But nonetheless, so. In Virginia, let's get more specific here. In Virginia, uh, there is a race for governor going on, all right? And in Virginia, uh, one of those candidates is Terry McAuliffe. Now, Terry McAuliffe, he is the former, he's a former Democratic chair, right? For the whole, like, Democratic Party, their national committee, and all, the, all that kind of thing, right? So he's running for governor. The same Terry McAuliffe basically said that parents should have no say in the education of their children. That's what he said. That's what he said. I mean, that's public knowledge. You can go Google it, look it up, watch the whole video in its context. All right. If you don't believe me, check it out yourself. Nonetheless. So the, um, uh, Miss Vice President, Miss Vice President, who, who's supposed to be in charge of things that are going on at the border. Mm. Miss Vice President, who's supposed to be, I don't know. I know she's supposed to sit in the Senate when there's a tie, because it's fitty-fitty um, right now. She, But she decided to create a political video, okay, that is to be shown. Now, get this. This political video is to be shown in 
black churches. Now, I, I found this information. Now, again, I try to listen to everybody, right? CNN, okay? Dang, I lost a whole lot of people all of a sudden. Like, stay with me, all right? Just, just stay with me. So I found this information on uh, CNN and Eva McKind, um, checkmark lady. So I guess that means she's important, right? Uh, she's a national politics reporter at CNN, okay? And she posted in a tweet that more than, and I'm quoting October 16th, more than 300 black churches, black churches, not churches, black churches. Let's fall, fall, let's, let's just let's just take the information as it's presented, okay? So the video I'm about to show you is being sent to more than 300 black churches. So I'm talking Church of God in Christ, AME, AME Zion, like, you know, your usual cast, Baptist, American Baptist, you know, National Baptist Association, your, your traditional black churches, right? <sighs> so Eva McKinn says this, and this is on her Twitter feed, October 16th. Okay. Uh, da, 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 da. Let me make sure I get this information right. All right. More than 300 black churches across Virginia will hear from Kamala Harris between Sunday and November 2nd in video messages that will air during morning services as part of outreach effort aimed to boost at Terry McAuliffe. Hashtag VA Gov. All right. Uh, Eva McKim goes on to say, Vice President Harris implores congregants to vote following church service. The McAuliffe campaign has embraced, quote, souls to the polls, close quote. Block party style events featuring top campaign surrogates after church near polling locations to drive turnout. So black folk in Virginia, right? They're just making the assumption because you're black, you need to go vote for this dude. This dude, Terry McAuliffe, who is part of the Democratic Party, and they have carrying water for him, excuse me, endorsing him, the Vice President of the United States, Kamala Harris. So on your dollar and on my dollar, right, she is using taxpayer money, okay, to use her time instead of being Vice President of the nation, right, speaking to one particular citizenry, black folk. I didn't find that on Apple Music. Sorry, my Siri watches, my Apple watches went off. It's not to everybody, but it's just the black folk. Over 300 black folk in churches, right? So the reason you have to go to church, and I just went through this whole thing. Go through my, my YouTube a couple of weeks ago, the Church of Hokel, right? The, the church is not the place for politics. The church is not the place to laud, exhort, encourage, provoke, disciple people towards voting for a particular person. I don't care whether they're Republican, Democrat, Libertarian, Green, Democratic, Socialist, Socialist. That is not the place for the church. And, and again, I wonder, does this happen in mosques? Does this happen in synagogues? Like, I, 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 I need to find out. I need somebody to help me. But anyways, I know some of my people on the right are like, dang, Phil, I was almost with you. Well, no, 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 no. If you got a Republican-leaning type, preacher type coming in your Sunday service to talk about politics, it's wrong. And just like this video from the left, it's wrong. It's just it's wrong. You're there to worship the God of the universe, to love him with your whole heart, mind, body, soul, and strength, and to learn to love your neighbor as yourself with your whole heart, mind, body, soul, and strength. Not to determine which Caesar you're going to vote for, or senator, or governor to vote for. It's tight, but it's right. That's what my... Old Pastor Art Wooten was saying it's tight, but it's right. So here's the video, all right? Because I want you to hear straight from, as I call her, Black Girl Magic, 
This is an AKA. Gosh, I'm an alpha alpha from college. She's an AKA, and I'm like, <sighs> so here's the video. So when I was growing up, we sang in the choir at Oakland's 23rd Avenue Church of God. We sang hymns about how faith combined with determination will see us through difficult times. And we were taught that it was our sacred responsibility to raise our voice and lift up the voices of our community. One of the most significant ways I believe that we can each use our voice is through our vote. So Virginians, you have the opportunity now to raise your voice through your vote, because it's election time. As you know, this is an important election coming up on Tuesday, November 2nd, and early voting is already underway. I believe that my friend Terry McAuliffe is the leader Virginia needs at this moment. Terry McAuliffe has a long track record of getting things done for the people of Virginia. When he was governor, in the wake of the recession, you'll remember, he brought 200,000 jobs to Virginia. Incomes went up and unemployment went down in every city and county in the state. And now, Terry McAuliffe is stepping up again with a clear vision about how to rebuild Virginia's economy for the future. To raise the minimum wage, to make health care more affordable, to give every child a world-class education. Virginians, you deserve a leader who has a vision of what is possible and the experience to realize that vision. Terry McAuliffe is that leader. In 2020, more Virginians voted than ever before, and because you did, you helped send President Joe Biden and me to the White House. This year, I know that you will send Terry McAuliffe back to Richmond. So early voting has already started, and this is the first year that you can vote on Sunday. So please, vote after today's service. And if you cannot vote today, make a plan to go vote. Go to Please tell every soul you know that it is so important they vote. And you can also join Terry's campaign. Just text the word Terry, T-E-R-R-Y, to the number 50550. Let us always remember, our vote is our power. It is how we decide our shared fate and determine our shared future. So please vote Virginia and elect Terry McAuliffe as your next governor. Thank you. May God bless you, and may God bless America. Y'all, how long are we going to keep doing this? <laughs> I tell you. So, Kamala Harris, I'm sorry, I'm sorry, pastors, are going to receive this video. Maybe some of them showed up today. Not talking about Jesus. Not talking about the Trinity. Not talking about how to love God better with who they are. Not talking about how to disciple their spouses or their children. Not talking about how they can through the power of the gospel, love others, whether it's they're homeless, whether it's people that are hungry, none of that, no. Time is being taken in the worship setting, whatever it is, that in a supposed to be a politically neutral place. An assumption, one, is being made that these 300 or so odd black churches who are receiving this video, that they're going to vote this particular way. So an assumption is being made that in that congregation, they're just going to overwhelmingly vote for Terry McAuliffe, 
who is the Democratic candidate for governor in Virginia. But this is supposed to be a politically neutral place. No Republican, no Democrat, no Libertarian, no Green, no party. No king but Jesus. So she talks about singing in the choir and sacred responsibility and immediately turns that to the vote. And then the vote for a particular individual with particular vision for the world, a vision that aligns with a particular platform. And it's that platform that brings about a shared, shared, you kept hearing shared, shared, right? Now I have nothing, no problem with sharing. I mean, Christianity does teach you to share. But nonetheless, that's this message that was going out. Now, I know I live in the South, and to say, like, <laughs> keep your, your, your American flags and your politics out of the church could be blasphemous to some. But the fact of the matter is, this is part of the problem. If we continue to marry the church with the state, the more powerless the church becomes, more impotent the church becomes. If those individuals would have left that place and it was like, hey, there's a rally going on. They're going to show a video at the community center. Kamala Harris is going to give a talk. Okay, whatever. Fine. But for that to happen during a church service, yeah, that's where we're at. That's where we're at. That is where we are at. I could go on ad nauseum about how this one particular party keeps cajoling you for your vote and they show nothing for it on the other end. Black Lives Matter, HBCUs, just to start. But they just know they can keep coming and get your vote. Now, on the same end, what's the other side offering? <laughs> Not much. I know another party that does, but anyways, that's not my point tonight. So like Governor Hochul, she prostituted the church for her political ends. Vice President Kamala Harris is prostituting the churches, the black churches in Virginia for her and possibly governor to be or might not be Terry McAuliffe's political ends. So I'm just putting the information out there. You can look it up for yourself. You ain't got to believe me. It is what it is. So there's that. We've got a comment. Valiant Thor says, sadly, nowadays the trend around our globe is government versus the people. Valiant Thor, I don't disagree with you. I don't disagree with you at all. I don't disagree with you at all. All right. Hey, ladies and gentlemen, this is Philip Fletcher with the Humanity Matters Show. We have talked about uh, DC. And we've talked about the new material that's coming out, the new movie, The Batman, Black Adam, some other stuff that they're putting out. It's pretty good. DC fandom was yesterday. Uh, if you live here in Conway, Arkansas, we talked about the public art survey that is going out. Make sure you go on the Facebook page of the city of Conway and respond to their survey monkey. Whether you find pleasure in art or you find displeasure in art, hey, let your voice be heard. It's very important. And then uh, Spencer Hawks, he declared he is running for the open state Senate seat, District 35. That's here in Conway. Um, so get to know him. Or, hey, you may be interested in running. And you live in District 35. Look into it. 
right? And then we just finished looking at Kamala Harris and her message to vote for one candidate and how that message is going out to 300 black churches. All right. Yeah. So finally, John Stewart, Freedom. So John Stewart's got this new show coming out on uh, Apple TV. And his first segment, it dealt with how, quote, freedom is the problem. And he was looking at, you know, what was going on with the pandemic, people's responses, and those selfish individuals who, for whatever reason, are not participating, and also those individuals who are comparing um, some of the mandates that are being made as echoes of Hitler. And he went through this um, this monologue of comparing Hitler to COVID, right? And essentially saying, you know what the problem is? Freedom. Just do what you're damn told to do. Just get in line. This is not Nazi Germany. This is no type of Hitlerish type stuff. This is not the institution of the Fourth Reich, right? My words, not his. All right. So, and you know what? I'll be quite honest with you. I am quite tired of having to apologize for freedom. I want you to think about this for a second. This man, a very famous man, right? Very influential comedian type got up and said, and the audience was like, yeah, freedom is the problem. So it got me thinking, when isn't freedom the problem? Or when does authoritarianism, dictatorial behavior, tyranny, at what point does it become a problem? That's all I I just need to know. I'm tired of apologizing and seeing people have to apologize for Freedom, you know, freedom, 1776, you know, freedom, you know, that people that look like me for like since 1619 up to 1865 didn't have, you know, freedom. It Was that the problem in 1776? Was freedom the problem during slavery? Was freedom the problem in 1920 when women got the right to vote? At what point is authoritarianism the problem? John Stewart. I want to know at what point do you say that the government has gone too far or is doing too much or is taking away our freedom? Because John Stewart, I'm on actually your side so that you can have freedom. But That monologue that you announced yesterday was you saying, you know what? No, freedom is the problem. Are you serious? Because if you're saying freedom is the problem, then you are implying that the solution is, is what, Jon Stewart? If freedom is the problem, then John Stewart, then what is the solution to make sure that freedom is not the problem? That's, help me out. Again, I am tired of apologizing. I am tired of getting messages from people saying they have to leave their job. We are normalizing now at a very early age that it is okay to discriminate against somebody because they are not like you in the specific case, a particular medical procedure. We're basically saying as a society, it's okay. We are saying 
that it is okay as a society to fire people or to let people go who have spent 5, 10, 15, 20 years, 10 years in school, hard work and study, professionalism, that it is now okay to say, hey, you know what? You gots to go. If you're not going to comply, if you're not going to be like everybody else, then you have to go. We are normalizing this. So I'm actually not surprised to hear Jon Stewart say that freedom is the problem. And I'm not surprised that by implication, he is saying that the solution to all of these individuals running around asserting their personal freedom and and their human rights and so on and so on, blah, 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 that the solution to that is mandates or coercion or, if you will, some type of authoritarian pressure. And we are normalizing this. So if we're normalizing this right now, what will be the next thing? Because you know, right? It's kind of like when you uh, do something that is like an general adrenaline rush, you got to do something more. Because to go and do the same thing again, you're like, uh, whatever. I got to do something bigger than the last time. So if it's okay now for us to normalize that you are not going to be able to participate in the normal activities of society like you once did before. If we're going to normalize that you are a stellar employee, that we're going to stick your face and your occupation on the cover of Time magazine and laud you as heroes, but now all of a sudden you are a pariah on society in a particular industry, If we're normalizing these things, where are we headed next? And so to Jon Stewart, I'll say, and to others who hold that particular idea, an idea that is actually against human flourishing, to say that freedom is a problem, is the problem, excuse me, is the problem, is also to assert that This is an idea that is against human flourishing. It is against an individual being able to determine for him or herself how they're going to flourish in life. I'm tired of apologizing for freedom. If you don't like freedom, Hey, that is your free choice not to like freedom. But do not seek to put me in alongside and in your chains that you are choosing to chain yourself up with. If this is your idea, if your idea is that freedom is the problem, right? Then I need to tell you that your solution is just not going to fly here. John Stewart, so if I'm telling you now, authoritarianism is the problem and it has always been the problem. Freedom is not the problem. Freedom is the reason, John Stewart, you're able to have that show. Freedom, John Stewart, is the reason you had the daily show. And then you was able to leave and not work and then have a show on Apple. It was freedom that allowed the creation of that platform of Steve Jobs to create Apple, which led to the creation of Apple TV so that you can make however much money you're going to make. That's all up to you. I applaud you. But it's because of freedom that has allowed you to be in that position. And it's that freedom that's your... It's your, it's your divine right, man. Freedom is our divine right. If you don't like the word divine right, it is our natural right. Freedom 
is. That is why slaves fought. That is why women fought for the right to vote. That is why, hey, gay sought to, to have marriage legalized because in every one of us is the divine or natural right towards freedom. But yet you're saying freedom is the problem. No, sir, authoritarianism is the problem. And the other problem is that you're carrying water for authoritarianism. While you bask in the fruits produced by freedom. So I'm tired of apologizing. And in fact, just I've never apologized for it, but don't apologize for freedom. So this one I want to tell to everybody else that's watching, listen, share this, tag somebody in it. Don't apologize for freedom. Do not apologize for when you have to make a decision based off of the knowledge that you have about yourself or your family. Because nobody has complete knowledge about yourself other than yourself. And it is complete pride. It is complete mm, ignorance. It is a, a, a false belief that you are in a person is infallible for them to determine what is best for your life. Ladies and gentlemen, stop apologizing for being a free individual. Does that mean you take that freedom and you take it from other people? Oh, heck no. Your freedom, you take it and you use it to flourish as a human being and you take it and you use it in such a way that other people would flourish. What John Stewart is doing, it is that he's taking his freedom and if you will, his power, aka influence, and is seeking to diminish the freedom and power of individuals. And that is, sir, wrong. I heard your idea. You announced your idea. I listened to your idea. And I'm judging your idea. And the idea you hold, guess what? It's actually holding water and in line with an idea like a Hitler had or a Mussolini had or a Stalin had or a Lenin had or the Confederacy had or Pol Pot had or Mao Zedong had or any of the Kim Jong-un's ills of North Korea have. That's what I'm saying, sir. Your authoritarianism and your idea of authoritarianism, that is the problem. And it's that authoritarianism that harms the homeless. It is that authoritarianism that harms the poor, the disabled, those that have autism, those that are Down syndrome, those that have some type of mental illness. It is that authoritarianism that is causing people to have to walk away from their jobs. It is that authoritarianism that slowed down Southwest. It is that type of authoritarianism that has caused all of these types of things that are happening. Sir, it's not freedom that is a problem. It is your idea, which is called authoritarianism, that is the problem. Ladies and gentlemen, this has been Humanity Matters. Whew. Thank you for joining me. If anybody knows John Stewart, share this. I'd love for him to respond. Hey, you respond. You email me, Humanity Matters Podcast at gmail.com, Humanity Matters Podcast at gmail.com. If you agree with what I said, disagree with what I said, you have some more insight. I would love to hear it. I welcome all types of ideas, but also I will, I will, I will give my opinion on that idea. All right. Oh, ladies and gentlemen, once again, connect with me on any of my social media, whether that's on Twitter, Facebook. Subscribe over to the YouTube channel. When you go over to my website, hey, when that box shows up, put your information in. I would. Love to connect with you. All right. Again, look at being a Patreon supporter. You go to patreon.com. Just put in my name. It's for as little as five bucks. You get connected with some very special content that I don't put out on any other location. 
Hey, on November 10th, that's a Wednesday. Again, our fundraiser, Bob Smiley, A Night of Comedy. All right, please consider supporting this. It's going to support our Hope Village project. And you can purchase tickets at uca.universitytickets.com. So please consider uh, checking that out. And then finally, on Saturday, October 30th, 2021, Humanity Matters 101, I'll be sitting down with Angela McCardo, chair of the Libertarian Party of Los Angeles County. That's in California. So, as always, woo, y'all, I think we're going to catch a movie. So, hey, remember to be love, be kind, be generous, be courageous. And if we remember to live in hope, we can do the impossible. Take care. God bless. Hey, if you found something of value, subscribe to the YouTube channel. Find us on Facebook at Dr. Philip Fletcher. Find us on Twitter at Philip Fletcher. And as always, visit us on the website, philipfletcher.org.